Hi guys, welcome to the Podcast Encounters. I'm your host, Nikite. Thank you so much for being here. Your time is absolutely precious and I appreciate you choosing to share it by tuning in today. Encounters is a safe space that I'm creating for us to have open and honest conversations about everything we encounter as we navigate life. That means everything. There's nothing off limits. There's nothing we want to talk about. So stick around and I sure hope that you enjoy this episode or any other episode you choose to listen to. Hi, hi guys, how are you? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're listening to this, how have you been? Guys, I just recorded the intro like 10 times. Today it was, I don't know, something was just off. I had to record like a million times for it to stick. Anyways, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're fine. I hope everybody is doing amazing. And even if you're not doing amazing, I'm sending my love to you. And I hope that you have some hope and you can find at least one thing to be happy about today. I myself have been doing fine. This podcast episode is coming so late because last week I was swamped. Rather, I was just burying myself in studying for something and that has been occupying a lot of my attention. So my apologies if you see these episodes come a bit late, but I promise there will always be an episode every single week, no matter how late. So we can just count this episode as last week's episode. (laughs) Anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we have an interesting topic. The big L, love. Buckle up as we encounter love on this end. Today, I want to get into a topic that I have been thinking of doing for a while. I've wanted to talk about love, but I keep thinking, what do I really know about love? I'm literally so young. I haven't had half the experiences I'm supposed to have. I literally know nothing about love. What do I have to show for it? But I realized we live and we learn, and it's a very interesting topic. Everybody has their own understanding and perception of what love should look like, what they feel and describe to be love. It's worth having a conversation about. It doesn't mean that I have all the experience. It's just how I perceive love and how I think maybe other people perceive love. Yeah. Now, I asked myself, what is love to me and what is the universal definition of love? I will give you my version later, but now let's see what the wise old Google says. So when you Google it, love is described as an intense feeling of deep affection. Then on Wikipedia, they go further to say love encompasses a range of strong and positive emotional and mental states from the most sublime virtue or good habit to the deepest personal affection to the simplest pleasure. So they give a range of the picture of love, a simple virtue or good habit. I like that they describe that as love. Then they also put your simple pleasures. Then they also say deepest interpersonal affection. That's love. Then we also have liking or enjoying something very much. You could love playing a certain game. You could love reading books. That's also love. What we want to talk about today is attraction based on admiration, sexual desire, and all the forms of love we experience in relation to other people. That was just to say that there's many forms of love, like a mother's love for a child, platonic love, the love you have for your best friend, the love for a spouse or a partner, the love for food, which is very deep. <laughs> people love food, yo. People have like such connections with food and food brings their moods up which i think is quite lovely it's a good way to lift your moods because you're boosting certain i'm gonna get sciency here you're boosting the happy hormones in your gut when you eat good food and i think it lifts your mood if you're doing it within reason then we have the highest form of love the most unselfish and 
benevolent concern that God has for us. God loves us. That's a different kind of love. It's a higher realm. A love we can't even understand even if we tried. Because God's love for us is just unfathomable. Yes. So what is love to me? If you've been here long enough, you already know what I will say. It's pretty predictable. If you have been listening to me since last year or even earlier this year, you know what love is to me. Love is the greatest commandment. And love to me is 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7. This is what it describes love as. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That's what love is to me. When I say love God, then that means I have to be patient and kind and not envious, not boastful, not proud. I can't dishonor someone else if I have love in my heart. I can't be self-seeking. I can't be easily angered. I can't keep a whole rap sheet of the wrong someone has done against me. And I will not delight in what's evil. I'll delight in what's right. Always trust and hope and persevere because I have love in my heart. So I feel like love is more of a state that we should be in. Love should be our driving force. Because if we had more love in our hearts, we wouldn't even be able to think certain thoughts, dishonoring others or being unkind. We wouldn't be motivated to do those things if we have this deep love in our hearts. And if we have such a love just living in our hearts, then when you find your person and you find your best friend or your spouse, you're able to love them in the healthiest way possible. You're able to love them like this in a way that brings happiness and in a way that is so beautiful. I love this little passage from the Bible. Anyway, moving on, we are instructed to love others as we love ourselves, meaning it is a selfless act. We are to go beyond ourselves and give love as we are loving ourselves. I think this is pretty great. And it covers all the bases of human interaction, from parent to sibling, husband to wife, friend to friend, stranger to stranger. You know, you have to go outside yourself and be that loving. If I love you, I won't steal from you. If I love you, I won't sabotage something that is going good for you. If I live with love in my heart, I wouldn't be able to bring myself to do something I would know would harm another human being. Of course, this is within reason, with the allowance that at the end of the day, we are human, we are flawed, we have dark parts, but we have to try to lean more into the good. I know once in a while we do the wrong thing or we choose the less right or less good. <laughs> I don't know if that's a actual word. The less right decision and become lost in our own agendas without thinking of other people. Again, this is just self-preservation in full effect as we've talked about before. And I also don't mean that the time someone has hurt you or done something to break your heart, they didn't love you. You remember I said sometimes it's not because a person hates you so much or they care so much about ruining your life. It's sometimes a person is just so selfish, they only care about themselves. But this is also not an excuse for hurt people to hurt people, okay? It's all about the principle and the intention. And that's a story for another day. Now, as I've stated many times before, we are social beings. We need these companionships. We need these friendships. We need these connections. We need the love in our lives, be it in friendships, in families, in a spouse or a partner. We need somebody in our lives. 
we can't be an island. We weren't built for that. Right now, the world keeps getting crazy and you need at least one or two people in your corner on whom you can rely, lean on and feel loved by. You'd be wrong to think that you can go through life alone and isolated. And if you're so guarded to the point you never let anyone in, that catches up with you eventually. You know, you find yourself lonely and looking at other people being loved and treated with kindness by the people in their lives. They're like, I don't even have that. But you don't have that because you don't let that in. You don't have that because your heart is shut tight. So think about it. Are you just exing love from your life? <laughs> exing is not a real word. <laughs> Are you just not making any room for love in your life? And don't be under the impression that I mean it has to be a girlfriend or a boyfriend. That's not all the love there is. Allow yourself to be loved by your parents, by your siblings, by your friends. Allow that. Allow yourself to be loved by God. When you experience that love, it makes you feel so different. When you accept God's love, I'm telling you, it changes you. Anyways, <laughs> story for another day. One aspect I like to think of as we look at love in terms of how it is with the relationships and friendships and families is a transactional aspect. As I've said, love is supposed to be selfless. It's not supposed to be selfish. The love that we're called upon to exercise is a benevolent kind of love. It's a sacrificial kind of love. The love where you have nothing to gain, but you love either way. But of course, right now, that's not the case. Because on the other hand, I see in many ways, love has become more and more transaction. It's become more about buttering the exchange of goods instead of money. More battering than benevolent. Now, it's all about what can you do for me? How can you make my life easier? What can you point to me? If I do decide to love you and open up to you, what do you give? How am I going to feel good about that decision? All of which is valid, but people are more than what they can do or give. People are more than money. People are more than a service. People are more than a good. People are hearts. People are an experience. People are what's inside. And loving yourself, loving people is an act of service. It's laying your walls down and just accepting this person to come into your life or you going into a person's life to give them an experience. So I don't like it when we're too focused and hyper-focused on what seems to be important in society right now. What seems to be important is, oh, how to be a woman of value, to get a man who will do this and this. You see a video on YouTube, how I leveled up and got a fiancé and a car in 2023. You see another video like, oh, how to serve and please your man or men, how to provide for your woman. First, don't get me wrong. Yes, that's the structure of marriage. That a man is supposed to provide and a woman has to be, you know, a certain way, upstanding in a certain way for this man to be attracted to her. I believe in that, by the way. I believe in what the Bible says about marriage. I believe in that. The man is the head of the house. So it's like, that is real. But before you get there, what's inside? Are you just meeting somebody with the thought of this will be the person who will provide for me? This will be the person who will give me a car. This will be the person who will buy me a house and I don't know do what for me. <laughs> I'm going off topic. <laughs> Anyways. Let me steer myself back on course. In terms of being so focused on what a person has to offer, in friendships, people just use others for what they can give and other people allow themselves to be used for what they can give. Instead of forming a platonic bond that will be helpful when you need it, when you need a shoulder to cry on, when you need someone to talk to, when you need someone to hear you out and calm you down, that's what you should be doing instead of just being around someone because they offer something. You have to think to the extent, if you lost everything, would this person deem you unvaluable? If you lost the job, if you lost the car, if you lost the house, if you lost the money, would this person still call you? Would this person still want to hang out with you? And would you do the same? Would you want to be around this person if they had nothing to offer, right? We have transactional love in romantic relationships. We have the extremes of people giving sex for money 
and provision. Somebody once told me that it's just modern day prostitution. <laughs> just because you, you're exclusive with each other, you sleep with this person because they're going to give you money and because they're going to give you all these lavish things, not because you love each other. Eventually, of course, you get accustomed to just being around a person, but it doesn't start out as genuine interest. That's a story for another day. <laughs> Anyways, this is actually happening. People with no bond whatsoever just indulging as long as somebody is getting off and somebody is getting benefited. Or in the cases where someone is keeping tabs of every single thing they do and they give and they receive from their spouse, then you have people say, I did this and this for you. I did this and this for you. It has this aspect of reciprocity, reciprocating. I do this and you do this in return. I take you out for dinner and you do this for me in return. It's not I take you out for dinner because I want to spend time with you and I want us to explore this restaurant together. No, but that actually is what relationships have been for a long time though, right? People would literally get married for the purpose of producing children. The woman's family getting a token of appreciation in return. That's also a discussion for another day. But for a long time, love has been more of a contract to fulfill the command of procreate, fill the earth and continue the bloodline and the generation. Anyways, moving on. I came across an article on marriage.com that stated that the opposite of transactional love would be relational love. When you love, you enjoy giving the person within reason, of course, not being taken advantage of. When it's relational love, you enjoy giving yourself and giving all these aspects that you know would make your person happy. And it's even better when you find somebody who we love you the same way as you do. Because you could be a very giving person, you could be a very genuine person in the way you love someone, but the person you love, because the heart doesn't choose, the person you love could be doing the exact opposite, you know? So that's an unfortunate situation. That's all a balance though. Not to make love all about giving and taking and giving and taking, but going through this together, living life together, making it a you and I thing, not you versus me thing. Both of these have their perks. I mean, the contract marriages worked. I know some people whose parents met by an arranged marriage. Other people met by love. But I mean, at the end of the day, some of these things work. But I just feel like the emotional part of it heightens everything, you know. You know how they say love is a drug? <laughs> to some extent, I believe that. Because you can be high on love. And when you're in love, wow. You know that feeling when you're in love, you feel like you can conquer the world. That feeling when you're crazy about someone, you talk to this person and you just feel like I could go out there and I could climb Mount Everest right now. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I just, I like tapping into the emotional aspects of our relationship with other people. So these are relationships that are not meant for transactions. Of course, there are some relationships meant specifically for transactions, like those at work, those at school, the ones you're more of in a symbiotic relationship. You benefit from each other. I could have a classmate. This classmate helps me study in this subject and I help this person in the other subject. At work, you could have a workmate with whom you help each other so you can improve your performance. That's a transaction in a way. Now, with every relationship, be it friends, parenting, all that, where there is love and affection involved, comes along challenges. Love is not always smooth. We have all experienced this in some form, arguing with parents or siblings, quarrels in friendships, fight in relationships, etc. Another key quality of genuine love is grace and compassion and forgiveness. So first, again, this is not to say ignore everything and every wrong done against you. It's important to be vigilant, but still beware that we're human and mistakes are made a lot of the times, especially with the people with whom you're close to. It's a thing that's been on my mind. When you love someone, you give them the chance to hurt you. 
when I open my heart up and say you're my friend and I trust you with these parts of me, you're giving them a chance to hurt you because they see you for who you are. They could use that anyway possible now the trick comes in like will they do that or will they honor you being open and vulnerable with them and care for you and will you do that will you take the parts of your friends that they have allowed you to see and use that against them or try to be weird about it when you love somebody when you say yes to being somebody's girlfriend or boyfriend you're saying yes hurt me you can actually hurt me because i'm so vulnerable with you i have a certain not weakness but i just have a soft spot for you and you can do what you want with that It's like giving someone the knife and telling them plunge if you want to. That's deep. You see, guys, that's that's deep. (laughs) Okay, moving on. (laughs) I can't give a blanket way or solution for how to approach conflict to the people close to you because everybody's relationship is different. But as I mentioned earlier, love does not keep an account of wrongs and mistakes. And at the same time, it is totally okay to love someone from a distance if you two are not compatible. I could totally love you, but you are not the right person for me. It's very possible to separate yourself from someone you love, wish them well, cheer them, and move on. Love is complex. Forgiveness is even a harder concept. We tackled forgiveness. We have a two-part episode about forgiveness, so you go listen to those. Anyways, grace and compassion are so interesting. When you look at God, God says, my compassion is renewed every morning. God literally tells you, repent, come to me, repent, and it will be forgiven. But on the level of human beings, our hearts can not always be so forgiving. I think forgiveness is so powerful, especially forgiving and then letting it go and forgetting, not forgiving and then holding it against a person and telling this person, you did this, you did this, you did this. Because when you forgive, it's like you're going beyond yourself, beyond the hurt and the disappointment you felt. And you're saying, it's okay. I'm letting it go. And I'm letting it go and not wishing you bad. Do you know that is so, it's so big. It's such a grand emotional gesture 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 so forgiving is not easy having a graceful heart towards other people and towards yourself is not so easy and i hate actually i don't like this narrative that we are pushing on these podcasts and videos and social media posts if you wrong me if you mess up with me i cut you off you're not hearing from me bye first of all we're human and i really believe in second chances i believe people should be allowed more than one chance If you mess up, if you make a reasonable mistake, we can work it out and give our friendship a try again. If you mess up twice, same way, we can talk about it. If you mess up a lot, we can be like, you know what? Let's just not be friends, you know, but I still love you. But you mean you want to cut someone off after one wrong thing? What about you? Have you ever been in a position where you did something wrong to someone the first time or the second time? And you're like, just forgive me. I want to make it better, you know, and I want to make it up to you and you're really wishing this person forgives you. I know one or two of us or maybe all of us have been in a position where we've begged for forgiveness. (laughs) It's crazy, you know. When you're there, you feel so hard that you're losing someone you love because you're not being forgiven or because the person is cutting you off for one mistake. Then you go ahead and fail to forgive others. Yesterday in church, our someone was actually about forgiveness. (laughs) That's why it's so fresh in my mind. Anyways, aside from that, I'm also not saying you have the right to wrong someone and demand their forgiveness and demand that they tolerate you and keep up with you? Of course not. I'm just saying, have a forgiving heart. Sometimes I like to think, if it was me and I did this to my friend, would I want to be given a chance? And what what would I do with that chance? You know? Yeah, that's just something to think about. All in all, love is complex. It will take more than one episode to dissect this very interesting concept. We can keep talking about love from all types of angles and various points of view. This is just one of them the transactional aspect of love, the selfish aspect of love, 
Again, just to remind you, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast, love is not proud, it does not dishonor others, not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it does not keep a record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth and it always protects, always trusts, always hopes and always perseveres. If you have love in your heart, you have to challenge yourself every single day. You guys know I say it's an everyday challenge. It's not you hack it once and you're good for life. You try again every day to go beyond yourself and love in this benevolent way. To go beyond yourself and love someone the way you love yourself. Because that's how God loves you. That's how Jesus loves you. It's it's an interesting topic, love. Nobody really can define love, but the feeling is very distinct, you know. You know what it feels like to be loved and to be in love. So when I say these things, you know exactly what you feel, but at the same time, I can't put it into words. Anyways, I hope that you all go out there with the intention to try and be a more loving and compassionate human being and just evaluate what love means to you. In fact, when you listen to this, reply and tell me what love is to you. What does love mean to you? What do you define as love? What makes love for you? What makes you feel like, hmm, that's love. Anyways, thank you for being here. I don't want to continue going on and on and rambling. So we're going to pause there and then we'll get into the end segments of the episode. Welcome to the end segments of the episode. This is the part where we take it down a notch, just wind down with a gratitude and affirmation, a game, and yeah, my count of the week. So the gratitude is just, I would like for us to be grateful for all the people who love us and show us love, especially when they have nothing to gain. The love that is crazy, that someone isn't demanding anything of you. They just love you. I know many of us feel that with our parents. I'm not saying all parents are like this. Some parents are very demanding, of course. But some some people out there love us so genuinely and so purely, it's even shocking. Then I want you to affirm to yourself that you are capable of being a loving person and practice love in a healthy way to share and give love especially when it doesn't benefit you, especially when you're not getting something in return. Then my encounter of the week, you guys, oh, you're so special. This week I posted about the nomination for the award I got nominated for. And guys, (laughs) my heart was full. I was like, what? You guys love this? And you guys are so supportive, especially some, not some, many of the people close to me. Many of the people close to me reached out and just gave me such beautiful words you guys know my love language is words of affirmation and you know you know that those words you give me are so affirming if i'm so flattered when someone tells me i enjoyed the episode imagine what i felt for this i feel so blessed i feel i don't know like my heart is so full and so warm you guys are amazing i didn't even think i'd have a chance to win just the nomination and the reception of it has been more than enough for me so thank you so much guys unfortunately voting is only restricted to like if you have a kenyan phone number so you can put any amount of votes unlimited 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 we still have a long time before voting closes so you know if you wanna you could just leave me a vote every single day or something Yeah, but don't be afraid to abuse that vote button. Abuse it. I give you permission. (laughs) Anyways, game of the week is this or that, this or that. Most of these things are similar, right? They ask you coffee or tea. (laughs) Oh, I like such cute stuff. Mine's coffee. Anyways, let me see. So I'll just pick a few. Uh, This one asks, 
early morning or late night. I like a late night. I don't know. It depends. Some days I would rather just push it till late. Some days I would rather get an early start to midday. Roommates or live alone. Actually, I like being alone. I live with roommates right now, if you know that. I have roommates, two roommates. Good. It gives you an experience living with people and learning to make sure you guys are living in harmony and not making each other uncomfortable, which is challenging. You know, you have to not be selfish all the time and think of only what you want to do. You have to think that you're living with people. But I also really want the experience of living alone and having the experience of how that will grow me into a different person. But my dad is overprotective, yo. <laughs> Then movies or books. Of late, it's been movies because I haven't had time to just sit down and read a book. Y'all, it's hectic out here. <laughs> tacos or pizza. I haven't had many tacos in my life because I did not grow up around where tacos are. I love a good pizza, but pizza is not a thing that I can eat like all the time. I save it for once in a while. Yeah. Uh, last one is sunrise or sunset. Come on, guys. Both of them are beautiful, but we love a good sunset. <laughs> yeah. And that said, thank you so much for being here. The secret emoji of the week is a red heart. A red, beautiful heart because we're talking about love part one. I'm still trying to explore different ways we can look at love, but today was just the beginning of love. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for being so lovely, so encouraging, so supportive. Thank you for allowing my mind to roam and run and allowing me to express these creative parts of myself through this podcast. I love you guys. We have grown together. I was a baby last year in July when they started. I remember how I was speaking. <laughs> Guys, sometimes I'm so tempted to delete that first episode, but I'm like, I have to leave it up. I have to leave it there. But you guys are my ride or dies. You're my G's. Because you've seen me grow. You've seen me morph into different things. You've had me say all sorts of things, but you've stuck around and I'm grateful for that. Thank you to everyone who's ever shared this podcast, who's put a friend on, who's told a friend, you know what, this is a good podcast you should listen to. Somebody who found me randomly, then reached out to me and became my friend. Somebody now I constantly talk to. I love that. I'm so open to you guys, by the way. I don't expose myself with anyone the way I expose myself on here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. I love you. I could say this 10 times. I love you so much. And if no one has told you today you're amazing, you're doing good, you deserve good things, you're gonna do amazing things. You know that TikTok and Instagram song that says, I will be one of the greatest, that is a lawyer, that's a harder. That's you, you will be great. Yeah. And it's been so long since I sang for you guys. <laughs> Next episode, I will sing for you and I'll put autotune to make it more ridiculous. I love doing that. Anyways, thank you guys for, for being here. I love you so much. You mean so much to me. Remember to vote and remember to tell a friend, to tell a friend, tell your mama. Tell your granny, tell your auntie, tell everybody. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys a lot. You mean so much to me, to be honest. Thank you for making me so happy and for adding so much joy into my life. This is so amazing. You're amazing. And with that said, we'll talk next week, loves. Bye.